Welcome to Rookie Designer. My name is Jake Van Ness, and I'm here with Carl from Holy Carp Design. How you doing, Carl? I'm doing well, Jake. Happy New Year. Yeah, you too. You too. Um, it's good to be back. It's been a little while, obviously, again for us, but we got busy with the holidays, and, and we just seem to be busy all around. Um, how's business been for you freelancing? Uh, it's been insane, utterly insane. Uh, life is good. I think we got to talk about a few projects I might be able to hand off, but uh, I'm also finding that there's a lot of stuff that I may not have the capacity to do because, you know, it's it's difficult to say, yeah, I can t help teach you SEO when I don't know SEO. <laughs> yeah, I think that that actually brings up a really good topic that I think we should cover, which you suggested which is know what you don't know. And what does that mean exactly? So it's having a self-awareness of your field, your profession. Um, it's having an awareness of what your clients need and basically filling the gap with what doing what you do well and then being able to suggest or strategize uh, with people to create to fill the gap where you don't know what you don't know what they need. So let's see in layman terms, I don't know SEO. I don't know how to do it well. So do I go out and learn it or do I suggest another professional to help uh, optimize that for my clients? Yeah, that that's, that's exactly what that means. And, and I think there's this thing, there's a little bit of a controversy whether you should be, a jack of all trades or you should specialize and I think a lot of times with designers they tend to try to be a jack of all trades especially if they're a freelancer because they're thinking well if I'm a jack of all trades I could basically get any type of business and I could do any type of design work whether it's web design print design get into doing SEO and I think sometimes that's a downfall and causes you some issues because you could get into a situation where you're not really comfortable. You don't know as much as you should know about that topic or about that type of business that you want to do. And you could struggle with it, makes your job a lot harder, but also can make you not look great to your client. So I think one of the things you need to do is you kind of figure out what you're strong at. And for example, I, I know I'm a, a print designer. I, I've dabbled in web design. I, I know how to do it, but it's not something I'm really comfortable with and it's not something I'm strong at. So I actually outsource my stuff to a good friend of mine. Um, his business is Moonshine Web Design. And the reason I outsource stuff to him is so that I can focus on what I'm good at, which is print design, publication design, um, print marketing, things like that. And then it, it allows me to say, okay, I'm comfortable enough to either refer him to a client of mine or even possibly be a middle person and say, okay, I, I'm going to take in the information and then I'll pass it on to to the the web designer and have him develop the site for me rather than me struggle with it, spend hours and hours on something that is much easier for him to deal with. And I think that's what you're talking about is saying, okay, I know what I'm strong at. I know what I'm good at. Mm -hmm. What should I do with the rest of it? And it's not just with design. It also has to do with business. If there are things in your business that you're not very good at, for example, a lot of designers struggle with the business side of things, which means the invoicing, the um, 
the accounting, things like that. If you're not comfortable with that, look at outsourcing that. Look at finding somebody that you're comfortable working with to handle that stuff for you. So again, you can focus on what you're good at. Well, why don't you give us an example of something you've run into where you've had to do that? Sure. Just to step back a little bit, um, when you're trying to discover what you don't know, you first need to start with your client. You have to listen to their concerns and you basically have to agree that there's an initial problem. So my client had said to me, I look up my service and my location and I don't come up in Google. Well, I immediately looped to the conclusion, oh, his SEO is not all that good. and Or maybe there's there's something, there's a bigger problem. You, we kind of inflate it because we want to have a good relationship with our client and we want to have every answer they ask uh, questions to. And we, we kind of want to do a big picture type of uh, solution. But uh, creating a local listing and then getting people to drive to it is not that big of an SEO investment from I'm currently in the discovery phase of learning what I don't know. I know of SEO. I know how to get people locally listed. Now it's more, how do we get other people directed to them? Is that through paid advertising? Is that through organics? Uh, SEO? I don't know. That's what I don't know. And that's where I might, might need to kind of tag in some help. That that's funny because this ties very much into a, we always talk about BNI and the fact that you are and I are in BNI and, and network with people that way. We actually just had somebody join our BNI group who specializes in pay for click, um, Google AdWords, things like that that help that SEO. And again, that's not something that I'm comfortable with either. So it's really cool to have somebody within my network that I can say, hey, you know, I need help with this or my client needs help with this. And can you, can I refer them to you, which is the whole referral basis in BNI, or can we work together with that client so that I'm still involved? And, and what that does is I think this is something that's important too, is you kind of want to stay involved. I think yes. that this is how I run my business and I feel it's important, is if I meet with a client with, the web designer, with an SEO person, with a, a photographer or a film person, I, I would say, hey, you know, let's meet together so that what questions you're asking, I know to ask in the future to maybe speed things along a little faster and get to know your business better so that we can work to better work together in a better situation. So I think it's, it's important to, to be involved even if you do kind of refer somebody. But I know there's difference of opinion on that, whether you should just refer them and, and kind of back off and say, all right, I, I've done my part. But I personally, for my business, I like to, to stay involved and, and be involved with that project. And I did that with a recent one that I did with Moonshine Web Design is I said, I want to be involved. I want to not really help you, but I want to know what's going on because this is a very big client of mine and it's important that I know what's going on. So I think that's important too. But it really comes down to knowing what your strengths are. And I think, again, people get this, this, this idea in their head that they need to be the jack of all trades. And that's something that's really not, not necessarily good. It, it's 
it's important to know a lot of things. It's important to have diversity, but it's also important to know specifically what you're good at. Um, so with that said, what, what do you feel your strengths are as a designer? I really love to look at branding and uh, using that branding and creating strategy around that for um, a variety of media. So I, I like to try and help someone discover the language they should be using to create uh, their all, overall look and feel. I recently helped my friend launch Tech Boss, which is a website that we based um, for their business on Newberry Street here in Boston. We wanted something that would be a quick identity that um, people would smile at and perhaps go in just because they don't they don't fully understand what they're looking at when they see the sign. Um, uh, by the way, that logo is awesome. Do you have anything that you can show that has that logo on it? Um, yes, I think I do. Give me one just second. I, it, that, that really stood out as a, as a great project and a great identity that you worked on. I just think it'd be cool to, to show everybody what that was. This is showing up reverse it, in the camera. That, <laughs> it, it's very simple. It's very to the point, but what I like is it, it, it explain why is it tech BOS instead of tech BOSS? Sure. So, and again, this is part of my strengths. I love the idea of, uh, brainstorming, brainstorming new names and brainstorming uh, new strategies. So when me and my client were, uh, just discussing what would be relevant to this business, um, we started off with GoDaddy and we were looking at dot-com sites. He really wanted a dot-com site, no hyphens, no punctuation. So we did this mind map of names and we, I kept coming back to technology in Boston. And then I'm thinking, well, tech, that's obvious. BOS is the destination for our airports and for our, our trains. So Tech Boss, the destination location for technology here in Boston. Nice. So that's how I came up with the name. And I kept saying that the logo basically designs itself because you have that double meaning there. We are the Tech Boss. We are the, 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 uh, we're the wise guys in the field. So you go yeah. with this kind of pseudo mafia theme, 1930s film, you know, pinstripe suits. So it was a really fun project to work with. Yeah, that that's really cool. And it, it's been neat to see what you've done with that and some of the, the items that you've come up with for them, like the business card. And, and like we're talking about, that that's an area that you're really strong in and you're really comfortable. And it's great that you know that because now you can target that clientele. You can say, okay, I like doing branding. I like doing... Um, brand development and and building the the story behind the brand and, and i think that's really cool because that's an important aspect that businesses need right and that's an area where maybe a web designer in your area may struggle with that or maybe a, a, a another print designer may not be comfortable with doing branding they may like doing business card layouts they, they may li like doing other stuff like that and that's fine. You can help them with the brand development instead. 
So it, it's really cool that you know that, and that's really what it comes down to, is knowing what you're good at, focusing on what you're good at, and building a business or a freelance career around what you're good at. Um, looks like your video went bye-bye, but you're still there. It looks like audio-wise, you're still there. Oh, yeah, I'm still here. I see my All video, right. too. <laughs> okay, because it's interrupted on this side, so I don't probably either my internet and who knows. But um, so I, I think that's a really good discussion that we've had about why it's important to really look at your strengths and say, okay, this is what I want to want to focus on. And yours appears to be brand development and branding. Um, mine is print design. I, I also enjoy doing branding. Those but are design. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say those are the hard skills in our field, but there are also soft skills that you can use to your advantage as well. For me, client relationships. I actually uh, create a great relationship with the client, uh, dealing with inquiry and discovering what they actually need. You know, the art of the conversation. Some people aren't so good at that. They're whizzes at everything like coding and all that. So it's there's also having that self-awareness of where my weaknesses are and how to discover who to represent you out there in the world. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that that's definitely an area that I personally struggle with. I mean, sales is not something that I particularly like doing. And it's funny, I've been watching a lot of Gary Vaynerchuk's videos. Um, he's on Snapchat now, and there's a whole movement with that. Um, and one of the things that he said that really resonated with me was it's business is sales. If you can't sell, you need to find somebody that could sell for you. So again, that's knowing if that's something that's not my strong suit, I know I need to either figure out how to do it in some ways or find somebody that could sell for me. And to be honest with you, I, I have a couple people out there that help me with that because as well as being a print designer, I'm a print reseller, which means that I provide the finished printed product for the client. Now I have other designers that come to me and give me jobs to get printed for them because they know that I'll make sure that the files are correct. I'll make sure that we order the best stock, that I'm using the best vendors in the area on a national level that I know are going to produce good products. So that's where they kind of sell for me because they're selling the print to their customer and then I get to work and I make the money for doing what I have to do. So I thought that was really interesting when Gary Vandercheck said that because that really hit home for me is he's right. If you don't sell yourself for your business, you got to find somebody else or your business isn't going to grow because you're not selling. So that, that's again, right. it's finding your strengths and finding what you're good at. And I think that's with any business. Um, I think you're not going to find, in most cases, you're not going to find a plumber. You're not going to find an electrician that loves to do accounting work. So they hire a bookkeeper and that bookkeeper helps them with that stuff. That's all that part of business that is really important that you delegate things that you're not good at because you don't want to make that accounting mistake that could cost you money. So hire somebody that can do it for you and make sure that things are right. And that, that comes down to making sure your print files are right, making sure your branding is, is strong, making sure your photos are done professionally, making sure your social media content is unique and engaging. So it's, it's finding what you're strong at, but also finding 
what other people are strong at and what they can do to help you so that you can help them. Right. And that's in that there is some advice where you got to know what to give away and what to charge people for. I've got, I just met with a brand new client and I was talking about running a small business and he volunteered to show me um, how to become an LLC rather than sole proprietorship. His business is um, insurance, corporate uh, liability, casualty, that kind of thing. So once I become a business, he'll be able to insure me. So he's not charging me for that, that kind of shepherding me along to become an LLC, but he will get business out of it in the end. And, you know, that's relationship, that's, that's process. And then we're both going to have good results in the end. Yeah, I I agree with you that there are, there are situations where that works. I guess if you really look at what social media is and what content development is, a lot of times it is the give, 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 then ask. Again, something that Gary Vandercheck actually said recently. Um, He was talking about the fact that he puts so much content out there and talks so much about how to be a good entrepreneur and how to be a good business person and how to basically what he calls hustle and, and sell what you're selling. And his biggest thing is I give, 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 and then eventually ask. But I ask in a way that's not over overbearing. It's not in your face. It's, hey, you know, now that we kind of have a relationship, this is what I do. And it is part of that. And I think you run into that in the business world where you can find people that want to help you, that, that you can turn around and help. But you got to be careful. You don't want to give away everything. You don't want to hurt your business by giving stuff away. That's true. But there's nothing wrong with kind of giving advice, helping somebody out. It'll come back. It usually does. Again, going back to the whole BNI thing, that's what the giver's gain mentality is. The giver's gain mentality on a referral basis system is if I give you a referral and I give the group referrals, it'll come back. It'll come back sometimes tenfold. You give, it comes back. So I think that is important. It's just you got to balance it between giving things away and having somebody take advantage of you. I mean, I that's think true. that's that's something that's happened to me. I'm sure it's happened to you too. Oh, just recently. Okay. Well, if, if that's the case, why don't you talk a little bit about what happened? Oh, yeah. Well, this past uh, Christmas, things were going well, and um, I had one client that approached me. uh, They really needed a social media campaign, and I went out and I used um, stock images that I have. um, I have a membership to Big Stock, 10 images per day. It's not cheap. It's a product I'm paying money for. Right. And uh, I used the assets and I created some unique uh, banners for them because they were doing it, it, it was a nonprofit and uh, they were just trying to do some really good work. I'm withholding names because obvious reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then the time came to bill and they disappeared. And so did my contact there. And I felt bad. I mean, I supported this charity, you know, personally, and then I also did the work. Well, people may ask why I didn't do the work for free. The problem is I, I was 
putting part of my time into it as part of my task for running a freelance business as part of my financial goals. And I donate a portion of everything I take from Holy Carp and it go right back to them. But I need this for my accounting. I need it for, you know, uh, income as well as donations to declare. So that that's why I do that kind of thing. I don't, I donate hours through my day job because we're, we're given time to do that. But as a personal professional, I, that's not part of my business model yet. I'd rather support people financially rather than with my skills. So I think it's, it's important for people to remember that just because they're a nonprofit doesn't mean it can't be profitable for you. Right. Right. I mean, I think they're, especially for new rookie designers, they can get that idea that, Hey, you know, you're a nonprofit. You must not have any money. That's not true. Like, there are some out there that struggle and they're a nonprofit and they have a lot of trouble coming up with the funds. You make a choice whether you volunteer for that or not. But don't just volunteer because they're a nonprofit. You still have a business to run. You still have money you need to make. So that don't ever don't ever think that that's the case. The nonprofit has no there is money. a lot of money in a lot of the, these nonprofits and. You know, the people that work there, they make their living as well. They have budgets they have to spend because they're not meant to turn a profit. Um, so consider that if you're ever get, giving work to nonprofits, especially as a rookie, um, never accept payment and exposure. There's a famous comic from The Oatmeal. Um, the language is off, but it's it's perfect. I recommend people check that one out. Yeah, well, actually, if we can... We'll find it, put it in the show notes, because that, that's a good point. It's something that I hear all the time. Um, I actually belong to a Facebook group that's called uh, Stop Working for Free or something like that. A lot of photographers in there um, talk about it all the time. That Well, this is for exposure. Well, exposure doesn't pay your bills. Exposure, exposure is you. a photography term, not not a way to get paid. Yeah. So, so yeah, we'll definitely put that in the show notes. Um, we're, we're running pretty close to where we want to end this show. So I guess, do you have anything that you're into right now? Tech pick or you think you're watching? What, what are you up to besides freelance and besides I, job? <laughs> Wow. I've been doing a lot. I am, um, working on a beta role-playing game, which I'll do an announcement for once we release it. Uh, it's going to be offered for free as a download, and we'd love people to give us feedback. I am working on an ebook platform called Inkling. Um, I'll report back to that once I once we launch some new stuff. Um, what else? Oh yeah, I've been watching uh, the Insurgent series, Insurgent and Divergent. I think it's worth watching. Huh. All right, I'll have to check that out. Um, my whole thing right now. Um, not sure really why all of a sudden it's a big deal, but I like I said earlier today, I, Gary Vanderchuk, he's he's intense. That he's definitely intense. His I always say I wish I had like a fraction of his energy level. I mean, there he's got several YouTube shows that he does. Um, one's actually called Daily V, and I think he actually started it this year. Um, watch one of those shows, and you'll need to take a nap. 
The man is insane. It, it is amazing how much stuff he does in a single day. But right. it's inspiring and it's really good because it gets you thinking about why are you doing what you're doing? Are you working for somebody else and you have all these ideas? Are you just sitting back and not doing anything about it? it he's, he's really good at, at getting the, the head thinking about what can I do better? Um, and because of that, that's kind of why Carl and I are pushing again to get this into a kind of a routine and, and get things going. Um, I've got a little bit of a different setup that I'm using to do more video. I may start doing uh, some more stuff like reviews, things like that. Um, I actually put up one of my own videos on YouTube that I'll link to in the show notes that was of me cooking, which is something that is a big creative outlet for me. Uh, I love to cook, so I, I have found a way that I can actually make that into some videos and have some fun with it that way. Um, as far as uh, TV shows and stuff, I I, I think I just finished uh, Man in the High Castle, which is an excellent show. Um, I think they just announced that's coming back for a second season, but I'm not totally sure. Um but big thing for me is just finding other things other than work that kind of give me some creative outlet and give me some motivation. Um, I Honestly, the biggest thing for me right now is that I, I made a decision. I'm not going to say a New Year's resolution because I'm not really a fan of that word. I made a decision to start going to the gym more and kind of get myself back in shape. And that's been a really big driver for me and and i'll talk about that in another episode about how freelancing allows me to do that and granted that's not an excuse if you have a full-time job it's not an excuse to not be in shape and not take care of yourself but it's really interesting as a i should say sole proprietor not really a freelancer because i've moved into owning my own business now um what that allows me to do and how I can fit that into my schedule a little bit easier, but I'll definitely talk about that in the future. So I, I think this is a good spot to end. It's good to be back. Um, I'm glad you have time for this and we'll be doing this more often. Um, the schedule that we're looking to keep so you guys know is we're actually going to be doing our podcast video cast every other week. Um, we have, I have to set a day and figure out how this works into the schedule. Um, we'll probably be recording each Thursday night every other week, and then I'll see when I put it out. Hopefully it'll be Friday or Monday, depending on what I do. Um, but we're going to stick to a schedule, and then you'll see some other content from us when it comes to possibly some blog posts. Um, I'll be sharing other projects I'm working on. I'm sure you'll be sharing um, other projects you're working on and that we're going to actually try to make more of this than just doing a podcast every six months, which seems like what we've been doing, yeah. but we're going to try to make it better than that. Um, so where can people find you online? So I am on holycarpdesign.com, which I know I really desperately need to update. I'm on Facebook as Holy Carp Design. I am on Instagram as uh, Carl Gravakis, and if you're uh, type 2 diabetic, I would love to have you follow me. I'm taking pictures of food that is friendly to a type 2 diabetic, being one myself. Um, so I'd love to hear, you know, feedback and, you know, comments just to kind of bounce ideas off people. And uh, 
I've got a Twitter, never use it, but you know, <laughs> it's holy crap design. All right, cool. You, you can actually find my business is graphic precision. Um, you can find me at graphicprecision.com. I'm in the same boat. I'm actually working with Moonshine Web Design to get my website updated to be more of a portfolio style and make it a little bit more cutting edge from where it was several years ago. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jake Van Ness. Um, you can also find me on Snapchat if anybody's using that. There's a whole movement with that that I'm trying to figure out. And that's actually jake.vn is my uh, Snapchat handle. Um, find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash graphic precision. And then, of course, this thing that we do together, Carl and I, is Rookie Designer. You can find past shows. This is 148. Um, I have back to, I think, 88 up on the site. Find that at rookiedesigner.com. Um, we have a Twitter handle at Rookie Designer, and I think that's about everything. Is there anything else you want to add? No, that's great. Great to be back and uh, looking forward to recording more. Uh, tax season is upon us, and uh, I think that's a good thing to chat about. I filed two days ago, so. All right. Excellent. And remember, everyone's a rookie before they're an all-star. 